If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. What quote have I been saying to you guys since we started? What the fuck have I been telling you about? Right. Fucking the digging graves, right? Uh, Versus, you I was going to say some Lane Norton one. No, no, no. I'm not here. To, fuck you. I only tell that one Lane Norton. That's only <laughs> that's the only thing Lane never said that I really like. No, no, no. no the, the, we're, we're not here to mend bridges. We're here to dig graves. Yes. And then Dude, somebody comes out with Mind Pump Mafia. God, it goes together. One of our forum members said that, and then they made a picture, and it said Mind Pump Mafia, and it's got the same font as like the godfather yes and then and then they somehow and it looks so good they like photoshop my face uh-huh. in place of uh what's his name uh marlon brando uh-huh. uh you know when he's the godfather yeah so it's like i'm like oh god oh it's great I don't I hear know the music in the and just so you know our forum members know this already but the the listeners don't and by the time this uh, drops i feel comfortable that it won't be sh- it'll be shortly after that that shirt will be available so i had right. that shirt you want to have yes. a mind pump mafia yes i had it i had it made it's already it's already Can you been... see the sea of people wearing these oh uh, so uh, no awesome. i'm pretty i'm excited the forum it's slightly racist because i'm sicilian but okay. <laughs> Whoa. no uh it just rings really good mind pump mafia it does yeah. i don't know it's cool and it's the fact cool. that you're italiano and stuff i think ju- i just feel like <laughs> italiano <laughs> i just feel like it's appropriate it does it works yeah, yeah. spaghetti yeah. Hey. no uh you know what it's funny because um god we always talk about how many people we piss off <laughs> in in the in like the you know social media fitness celebrity world but i'll tell you what the ultimate uh the ultimate example of like we piss people off then they try to come at us, and then they they run away with their tail between their legs. And the ultimate way of that is they shut up and block us. Right. Have you guys seen how many fucking fitness <laughs> oh, pages? Oh, you're going to put it out there, are many, you? <laughs> have you seen how many fitness pages that will block us? Yeah. Like, we don't yeah. go on there and talk shit to anybody. No. But we they didn't block even us. swear. And, you know, they just, like, no, I don't want any more. Well, go away. That, no. Stop it. <laughs> crazy to me yeah. one thing's for Leave certain like, if people like get on my page and they and they and they fuck with me and stuff like that i'll definitely punk the shit out of somebody but when i'm on somebody else's page that, i feel like i don't know that i feel like that's a secret code at least it's a code for myself yeah, don't go just acting like an ass i do not if i go on your page and i comment even if it's something i want to challenge i will always approach it uh in a, in a very respectful manner if someone comes on my page and you talk shit to me on my page. Well, you're you could get your ass ripped. You know what I'm saying? It's my page. Yeah. I'm posting my shit. Then you come on and then you come attack me. You might get fucked up for that. But in somebody else's page, I feel like we're always respectable. If I'm ever on somebody else's page and I read something I disagree with, I most well, certainly just think a- of it like a conversation. I think people step outside the fact that you're jumping in on a conversation like an asshole. Yeah. Well, dude. And so some- you know, in real life, you know what happens? <laughs> yeah. When an asshole comes in, he's like, ah, fuck you guys, man. Uh, you get beat down, kick to the nuts. Uh, no, somebody just did this to me the other day. Someone came on my page. And, you know, was and, and they were not extremely professional. They weren't, like, super-level troll, but they were definitely, you know, challenging, but in kind of a douchey... Super-level They were troll. in a douchey asshole way. And the way I engage with these people is I respond very professionally. I respond... I try to respond with facts. I try to engage them in debate um, with the rules of debate. You know, I'm not using... You know, I'm not using a uh, straw man, you know, trying to, you know, here, I'm going to attack this or attack that. No, I'm going to, we're going to focus on the topic. And sometimes they continue coming at me douchey, in which case I will usually reply, look, if you, you want to debate this subject, we could talk about this like gentlemen, or you can just act like an asshole and I'm not going to respond anymore. And I'll let them know. And usually then they'll come at me 
and they'll say, okay, let's talk about this. Or sometimes yeah. they continue being assholes and I just ignore them. Well, uh, and so I understand blocking people when they're coming on and harassing and just being just general assholes. But blocking people because you're afraid of them because of their views and stuff like that. Like, Well, let's talk about this. What do you think is a good approach? Because I think that, you know, starting with commonalities, like that's always a good way to start a conversation with somebody, even when you have an opposing opinion. Kind of like, yeah, too, I was an idiot before and thought yeah, like that. like I remember when I was an infant. <laughs> is, and it, I thought you was is that funny that in common? Can, you, no. can I start like that? No. Oh, I remember when I was an idiot and thought like, like this, this is too. What, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Adam's not good at this. No, it's not, that's not my approach. <laughs> at all. No, I'll... I'll I mean, uh, you know, people have tagged people on on my on my Instagram, especially because I'll do these controversial posts. And then so, there will be usually their trainer. This is usually what happens: somebody will tag their uh, trainer. And it, that happens a lot on my yeah, page too, where like, someone tags their trainer to come over to debate. Yeah, like oh, oh uh, this man. is this is opposite of what I'm you told me last big week. Guns. Yeah, you yeah. told me the three hundred grams of protein. And, well, uh, Sal now, says no, and then the trainer will get on there and be like, oh. Th- this is stupid or something like that. And then I'll engage and I'll say, well, what is stupid about it? And then we'll have either a discussion or, uh, you know, the, person can be a douchey you know, idiot you know, or whatever but I'm never going to be like well you're stupid or your mom's stupid or go fuck yourself or I fucked your sister I've seen so many fitness celebrities respond to other people this way and rather than engaging them in debate and that's just that's a sign well, of low intelligence and uh, you know you, I, you just you don't know what you're talking about I feel sorry for those those guys because imagine imagine you're a trainer right I think you're a new trainer so you're two years into the business and some of that so you, you feel like you've got a little bit you know, experience to know what you're doing and stuff. And you've got your handful of clients that you teach and you're just recently teaching them how it's important for them to split their meals up six times a day for the, to, you know, for right. to speed their metabolism up. And you, you're telling your client it's important that she does that. And then she goes on to Sal's Instagram and she reads that this is a bunch of bullshit. And then of course she's going to tag her trainer who just told her two days ago. And then imagine <laughs> being that trainer, like what, what do you do in that situation? You look at it and you read and you're like, Oh man, damn, first of all, he's using words that I don't understand. So he's, <laughs> he's probably pretty smart. Smart and oh wow, there's studies that are attached to it. Oh fuck! Uh, well, you I'm do just gonna, as you go look those studies. Up I'm just going to call this guy an idiot. I'm going to call him an idiot and then run. Right? Well, so. <laughs> well, so here's so here's something that happened not that long ago. So I did a post about I've done several posts on how pre workout supplements are mostly shit. They're full of shit. And one of I did a separate post in which I said you know vasodilation or vasoconstriction. Make up your mind. So real quick, I don't want to go into the details because it was a long post, but vasodilation is when you get the blood vessels to open, which is what pre-workouts claim to do, right? They boost nitric oxide, give you more blood flow. Vasoconstrictors are other compounds that squeeze the blood vessels. And so I made the case that's heavy stimulants because stimulants like caffeine, for example, are vasoconstrictors, but they're present in all these pre-workout supplements. And so I'm like, these supplement companies were telling you you're taking a pre-workout to get more blood flow. They don't even know what the fuck their ingredients do because they're giving you ingredients that combat each other. One is vasodilating, one is vasoconstricting. It's not doing what they say they're doing. So uh, I did that post um, and I tagged a gentleman that I know through social media who um, we don't always agree, by the way. We agree most of the time, but we don't always agree. But I respect him because he's very intelligent. And when we debate, he debates me very intelligently, and he will provide evidence and posts and studies, and we'll go back and forth. You're and talking so, about Mark? Is that what I'm talking about Mark. Yeah. Sometimes I win, sometimes he wins the debate. So I posted that, and I, I tagged him, and I tagged him because I was about 80% positive that caffeine 
was a classic vasoconstrictor in the whole body sense. Okay, I knew it for sure in the brain because when you take a lot of headache medicines contain caffeine for that particular reason, but I was pretty sure that it worked in the whole body. He gets on, he says, actually, um, cerebrally it's vasoconstricting, but you know, vascularly throughout the whole body, it's probably vasodilating. And he provided me with quotes and evidence and we went back and forth. And at the end of it, I agreed that it was probably neutral because it does both. It's vasoconstricting, but also through other uh, pathways that we're not 100% positive about, you know, things having to do with calcium, uh, calcium ion channels and blood and all this other stuff, that it, it's also vasodilating. But he provided excellent information. And unlike many other, you know, assholes in the fitness industry, I didn't delete his comments. They're there for everybody to read. Right. I want people to read my post, read, you know, what I wrote, and then read the comments underneath and the debate underneath because they'll, A, they're going to learn mm-hmm. how I learn because right. I learn through debate. And uh, Mark was I mean, very gracious enough to come on there and engage, but he does it in a professional way, and I fucking enjoy that. Uh, I don't, I think that, the, like I said, the guys that come across, like, you know, don't debate you and instead, you know, say that they had sex with your mom and shit like that. Because believe me, a lot of fitness people do that. It's hilarious. I'll read the comments and they get pissed off and block you, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it right away turns into like a name calling thing versus like well what happens let's address is address the issue that you know that you're talking let's about right say, now. let's say you're you're you know average joe blow or some young you know kid or some girl that wants to get into shape and you follow a fitness celebrity and you read their post and the and it's full of shit information right like you need to eat all this protein or you need to use this particular exercise and it's you know they look at the form and it's shitty or you need to do this and take my supplement and they read it and then they go to read the comments but in the comments it's 90 people agreeing with the person Mm -hmm. why because that fucking idiot deleted everybody that debated him they did not allow any debate. Mm-hmm. All they did was delete everything, so it looks like a big agreement fest. It's a big fucking orgy with people agreeing with this idiot's information. You're so awesome, and so it's just promoting bullshit. Like I leave that shit down there. I mean, unless it's like like really vulgar or whatever, I'll leave it. I love it. I love yeah. that shit. You know what I'm saying? I think fitness needs more of that yeah. stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. That just shows signs of intelligence when you can address opposing arguments. Yes, love it. <laughs> Boom. <gasps> ah. <gasps> It's got me. Oh, shit. It's the eagle of the quad. It's the motherfucking eagle quad. You can't take my shit. Damn it. You took Adam's Adam's thing. Before before we continue, I would like to make a quick comment on the Cholo-esque style of Adam's (laughs) paper. Did you just get racist on me? No. No. Why not? Sal's got mind pump mafia. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes you. Sometimes there's strong hints of cholo in your style but it's not <laughs> but it's not it's good like adam fucking pulls it off in a very good looking way he's like orderly you know what it reminds me of who's that guy that tattoo guy but he also fix fixes up cars and shit and he was dating that porn star and then he was dating that other come on dude he's uh uh fuck he does he fixes cars monster garage is that was that what it was uh, called yeah yeah jesse james jesse J- oh. jesse james dresses like that yeah i was gonna say it's uh, kind of cho- it's kind of cholo-esque but it's it's like it's like <laughs> southern california skater cholo-esque oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like do you even no, ride skateboards i, like I, I don't i don't ride skateboards are you a cholo i no okay <laughs> um but i do i i, I do have uh, you in fact a cholo I, mo- yeah. I most certainly have uh, my own style. My own style is kind of like a little bit of everything because uh, we we talked. Ju- Justin, I've shared and talked about this a little bit before. I, you know, I grew up um, not with a lot of stuff, and you know, you, when you you'd put outfits together with whatever you had, you know, and early on, of course, and every kids get teased for sure. And I, this is I, part of my thick skin comes from this is 
I never allowed it to phase me. So like if, and I would just, I would dress the way I wanted to dress and I would rock it with confidence. And I still, to this day, like I've had buddies, like my buddy, I'll, I'll buy something new and he'll be like, what the fuck are those? Why are you kidding me? What is that? I said, bro, it's not, it's not what you wear. It's how you wear it, dude. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's what's up. That's like, fucking yeah. true, dude. Uh, it is. It Adam is. does that. Subtle brilliance. Is, he does yeah. that shit. Yeah. And you have, cause you'll walk in and something. I'll be like, what's, what's like, wrong what? with your shoes? I know flower but shoes. But then he wears it the way he wears it. And like by, by the end of the day, I'm like, I want a pair of those I fucking that, shoes. So, that works. That's why you need to wear our apparel, our apparel 24 hours a day. The, you, yeah. you You'll sell the hell out of it. This, the, the first time I ever experienced this, I was a freshman in high school. And, uh, I, you know, at, at that time, you know, big, the big starter parkas and things like that were really popular with the beads. Right. And I didn't, <laughs> and I didn't have one and it was, and I didn't have a nice jacket like that. And my dad at the time worked for PG and E and he had one of these bright yellow jackets with reflectors on. I don't know if you guys ever seen <laughs> yeah, those guys. Yeah. And, uh, fuck it. It was a rainy day. I'm going to wear a fucking <laughs> water repellent jacket. Dude. So I rocked it. I rocked it with my jeans and, and, uh, you know, of course kids made fun of me at first. And it was funny because it, it didn't stop me. I continued to wear it more and more. And I, in fact, I wore it more places and I'd wear it to the Friday football games. And, you know, like I said, I always carried, carried myself with confidence. And the next year it was so wild to see, like, there was tons of kids in the campus that were, that had bought, went out and <laughs> either bought it or got, had fathers that were in PG&E also like that. You know, I, I come from a small school of 2000 people. So when I say this, I'm talking about, you know, like 30, 40 people, but that was, didn't exist. Like nobody, nobody was wearing that or yeah. doing that, you know, but it is, it's, it's not about what, uh, what you wear. It's how you wear it. It was funny. Cause like the whole thrift store thing. And I was talking to you about this, like, I kind of had the same experience, but it was like the, uh, uh, you know, those shirts that, um, were at garages and like, like the, like Chevron or shell or, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah the attendants, they wore these like specific types of, uh, shirts and uh, I started to wear those and like rock those and people were like, what the fuck, you know? And then later it became like a thing, right. you know, like I remembered that and I was like, oh shit. See, I, I totally have, started that. I have zero, I, <laughs> no, I, I have zero of concept uh, of my own sense of style. Like I don't, I, I don't, I don't. <laughs> well, you know what? That's great self-awareness though. I know it's just, <laughs> it's not because it's not necessarily because I have bad taste. It's because I have no taste. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. I just, I don't care on that level that I just, it doesn't make sense to me and I just put shit on. And half the time, either you make fun of me, bro. You're flavorless. You, yeah, or you know, other people are like, what are you, what are you fucking doing? However, I have seen some people now posting pictures of themselves wearing indoor soccer shoes. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it might be working. There it is. All right. Good point, Sal. All right, Doug. I think sorry. that was a quaff flyby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had the quaff. He's gonna circle back around. Yeah, circling like, back around for these questions. All right. First up is Chaparly two eight one one. Chaparly. What is the best kind of stretching to do before a workout? And some examples, please. Uh, the be- the best kind of stretching before a workout. Uh, you want to do the splits, and then you can do- <laughs> that's it. No, no, just just do the splits. That's a bad um, idea. You it- know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, I know. I mean, I I know what a lot of the answers are, but I'm gonna I'm gonna deflect to either Adam or Justin. Who? Well, uh, Adam in particular. You you've adopted. You've completely yes. changed your warm up. Yeah. So- and by the way, we've learned a lot from Justin from this because he's the master of fucking. Well, mobility. I like to hear Adam talk about it because it's like it's it is it's it's a lot different than uh, you know the world that he's been in for a long time. So yeah, it, it's uh. For me, it, it is, it's, and it's changed a lot for me. Now, you know what's crazy, and I don't know if you guys remember this or not, but I remember when, uh, you know, first going through your certifications and starting and training and learning the importance of, you know, foam rolling and corrective stretching and, you know, telling your clients. But, 
you know, that was like one of those things that you told your clients what to do, and then you just told them they need to do that before they see yes. you or whatever like that. That was, was a level of importance. Yes. Like, look, you have to do this, yes. this, this, and so, the sequence. Uh, exactly. And as a trainer, I, I felt the need to tell them that because it is, it's important. And, you know, I just kind of put it, go through motions, but n- never would I hold them accountable to stretching or, mm-hmm. you know, or would I make it a part no, of No, it was pro- usually like, did you do it before we were, before yeah, we meet? Or, yeah. oh, it's, oh, you're here. Did you foam roll? Okay, go take yeah. 10 minutes. I'll yeah, go, oh, I'll make, sure, here, yeah, make sure you like, do this or make sure you do that. <laughs> You know, or the level of my understanding of of what exactly we were doing for that person was was pretty basic. You know, I know okay, we were we're break, breaking up these adhesions. I used to say on your calves, and you know that these that was selling points. We have yeah, no idea. exactly right. It was it was selling points on it versus you know really understanding the science behind it and what what we're doing. Well, really applying it consistently. Yes, right. And then and then now, mind you, too, I'm in my 20s, right? So I don't really have any major aches or pains going on with myself. So in my in my little trainer brain. As long as you're working out consistently and, and kind of doing your thing, you should never really have these issues. And if yeah. you do have these issues when you're older, it's because you're you're older. Because you're, you're out of shape. And you're out of shape. That's yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm saying. So long story short, or short story long, I uh, you know, I remember when I I tore my ACL uh, playing ball and then after that, and that was in my it was twenty eight, ever since then, like I've had all these aches and pains and issues going on, but yet then I kept like a meathead, training like a meathead through it. And then finally got to a point where it was it was hindering my workouts where I was like, man, I I have to address this. Mm-hmm. And when I started to really address it, implement what we had learned all over these years of what we would tell clients to do, it was like a game changer for me on just how I felt, how I moved, the exercises. Like part of why I didn't squat for so long was because it used to kill my back because my flexibility and mobility in my hips was awful. So then when I learned all this stuff and I started to apply, I thought, holy shit. I, you know, this became something that was staple in all my routines, but even further, this is something where, you know, I used to spend when I think when this podcast first started for those that have been listening since day one, I I think Sal and I used to talk about how we'd spend 15 to 20 minutes of foam rolling and, you know, static stretching and stuff before we get into our workouts. And it, we'd, it was just part of it. You know, you spent 20 minutes of really opening which up, which was a lot better than what we had done before, yes. which is almost nothing. Yes. And and we saw the importance of it because of what, what, how much better we could move. And so now I felt that way. I was that way with my clients. Well, then fast forward to more recently where, you know, when we went through performance and maps green, you know, and I started hanging out with Justin more and, and picking up mobility stuff. And I started to incorporate that. And it was like, holy shit, this is game, game changer. changer. Yeah. And not only that, but it was, I enjoy it more because mm-hmm. doing, doing mobility type exercises, I find is just, it, to me, it's more, in, it's because it's, you're practicing a skill. Dude, mm-hmm. you're priming your body yes. much better than you were before. Oh yeah. And now that type of stretching is how I stretch before every single workout. I have a dynamic warm up that I do. I know on our forum, we have it posted, uh, you know, I made a video uh, for people that so they could see like this is these are the mobility moves that I use for my hips and my shoulders to open up uh, if I'm doing upper body and if I'm doing lower body I'm doing the hip ones. So. Well, really, I mean you're preparing your joint, you know, through this whole mobilizing process. So uh, what I love about it is it's like I look at that now as like I'm going to be able to move so much better doing these more intensified lifts, you know, that I'm adding load and. My body's going to be able to handle same ranges of motion uh, while I'm still increasing weight. So the only way to do that is to keep 
mobilizing the joints and keep everything healthy in, uh, you know, an optimal state that it needs to be in to produce these types of movements. Why be restricted, uh, you know, while you're also increasing your PRs and all these different types of lifts? Well, wouldn't you say you're priming your CNS too? Wouldn't you that's say it. that's yeah. it? That's yeah. it. That's it. hundred percent. That's all the, the new stuff that we're really, you know, associating with flexibility. Yeah. The yeah. two, the two breakthroughs that happened for me when it came, when it comes to the subject was one, Years ago, I did yoga one to two days a week consistently for maybe four months, which that's the longest I've ever done any type of, you know, structure, quote unquote, stretching, although I don't consider yoga stretching, um, but but it's in that category, right, for flexibility. And here's what I noticed with the four months of yoga versus when I had before been very tenacious about doing one hour of stretching a day, just regular stretching. I noticed far better mobility from the yoga than I did from stretching before. And as I'm doing it, it was blowing me away because I was like, I don't necessarily feel deeper stretches while doing yoga. The difference is in yoga, I'm supporting my body and, and, and holding mm-hmm. myself in position and using strength to move and moving my body through these positions rather than sitting in these positions like with static stretches. And that's what's giving me mobility. So the breakthrough there was functional flexibility which is which is different than just being able to yeah. to stretch there's a big difference there yeah. then the second breakthrough was of course working with Justin and when we put together math performance and the mobility sessions and then i realized holy shit really your warm up your warm up is not about give, getting you more flexible in the sense that you're not getting any per, you're not getting more flexible on a permanent basis mm-hmm. for 15 minutes before your workout what you're doing is you're priming your central nervous system to number 1 fire your muscles in a pattern that are going to be favorable and number two to be uh, at the point where it's going to allow your muscles to stretch and contract within full ranges of motion and the way you do that is through you know adam touched upon it dynamic warm-ups and dynamic warm-ups really are so dynamic flexibility training would be so static stretching would be go down touch my toes hold that for you know, 30, 30 seconds, seconds to a so, minute yeah. and just stretch my hamstrings. Dynamic would be, you know, an example would be standing and kicking my leg up while keeping it straight and mm. alternating legs. So I'm stretching my hamstrings each time, but the way I'm doing it is I'm moving my leg up, right. having to use my muscles to get into position and then releasing very quickly. Is a simple example. Ten, well, yeah, and it's like not just fluid, like passive movement, you know, it's it's like having that that tension involved in your movement so it's deliberate so you're connected through every incremental little angle that you're trying to accomplish so that that's what the, where the cns thing is interesting to me because you know if you think of it like um if i squat now i squat with a wider stance now i squat with a little bit wider stance why you know my body needs to be able to respond and and connect you know to my muscle tissue to keep me supported in every different angular sort of articulation that I'm trying to produce. Right, think oh, of- guys, such a good touch on that because it's such a great point to say, and this is where this little bit of science that Justin was just talking about right now. This is where the fitness industry takes that little bit and then they create all these crazy angle tricep extension this way tricep extension that yes. way then backwards over your head this way and this is the best way to this develop more your, important for you yeah, yeah this is the best way angle. to develop, develop your triceps and it's and then they support it with the science that explains that how important it is for us to dude i know. saw that today yes i saw that today i went to work out this morning and i saw two young ladies working out and they used the cables for tricep extensions. And I swear to God, they spent 40 minutes there doing... And they weren't even gripping a handle. I've seen this trend now where people grab the fucking... The ball. The actual ball of the wire. 
uh, themselves. I have no fucking idea why. They just grab the ball of the wire instead of a handle, which yeah. makes it far less more difficult to grip and do anything with. And then they were doing single arm tricep extensions with 50 different angles. And um, it's like, wow, close grip bench presses or dips would destroy that, that whole that, that whole, whole 40 minute workout yeah that you just did with all those different things and that's that's you know uh got it you know recently we were tagged on somebody who who does stuff like this and you know there is there's it's so hard to debate something like this and i and i see people we've had this a lot where we get tagged because we said something like for example uh, i recently was uh, talking shit about um bands on a hammer strength machine now, does that mean there's not science to support that there's benefit to that? No, I didn't fucking say that, nor would I say that. There is, but there is. There's an order of operation here, and there is. And putting bands on a fucking hammer strength machine is nowhere near the top. There's so many other things that you should be training the body on and teaching yourself to do way before you're doing that. Now, are, if, are you this super fucking monster athlete who's been training for 15 years already? Sure, go ahead, do that. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead. If yeah, you, you're, at that point, you need you're to get pro, so creative. Yeah, you're a pro bodybuilder or men's physique. Sure, go ahead. Do that. Get creative. I mean, you were already, you're doing so much already. Like, why not throw that in there as a curveball into your workout right now? But you, what I don't like about it is when these guys are posting this stuff and they're doing it for a selling point. They're doing it because it, it's people are going to go, oh my God, I've never tried that. Or, oh my God, I'm that wow, that feels different. And they know that it's a selling point for them, but it's not in reality the best thing probably for that kid to be doing because he's 22 years old. He's only been working out for about a year. He can't fucking squat properly. He can't overhead press properly, but he knows how to do a cable fucking extension in 15 different angles because he read somebody's Instagram who mm. sounds really smart and is, is yes. got all these people following them. Great well, point. I want to I want to you know leave this individual with with just a simple because sorry they said the that, best that was, that was like, <laughs> we were stretching and I just went off on I know yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry he's asking sorry. he's asking like, the, oh I'm with you yeah he's asking the yeah. best type of stretching and so it's dynamic is the answer but here's here's a very basic and this isn't the ideal way to do it I, I think the ideal way to do it is to understand mobility and that, that's more than even one whole episode to yeah. talk about our mass performance program covers a lot of mobility but I will say this um, if you're working out and you're doing let's say a full body workout or legs or whatever one of the easiest ways to warm up is to do sets of that exercise with no weight or very little weight and do them real slow and perfect your fucking form and exaggerate your range of motion a little bit. That's a better way to warm up than holding stretches, literally. And it's kind of dynamic if you think about it. Like oh, if, I, if yeah. I'm going to warm up, I'm doing squats, I would just body weight squat or just squat with the bar and perfect my form, make sure my glutes fire, make sure everything fires away and stay real tight and tense and do you know three, four, five sets of that before moving up in weight. Yep. That, that'll be superior. Smitty 80. What do you think about red maps for weight loss? Oh, uh, so this is a longer question. His question is his wife has been losing weight. She's been going to the gym. She wants to make it happen a little faster. Um, and he wants to know what we think about MAPS Red or MAPS Anabolic for weight loss. So MAPS Anabolic is a very build muscle oriented program. Um, like most of our programs, except they're, 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 the you know the direction is different in each of them. Like for example, MAPS Performance. You build muscle, but it's very focused on overall mobility and you know athletic performance and multiplanar movement. Whereas Maps Anabolic is very straightforward. You get strong in the, the basic lifts. You, you know you build muscle. It's a great place to start. It's the foundation. It's the foundation. Um, is it good for weight loss? Absolutely. And I'll extend it this way. I won't even talk about Maps for a second. Mm. Building muscle is excellent for weight loss. In fact, that is the ideal way to lose weight because as we're now learning. 
as we've known for a long time, but we're learning now with lots of studies, that adaptive thermogenesis is a real thing. In other words, as you lose weight, your body learns to exist on less calories. And so you actually slow your metabolism down as you lose weight. Mm -hmm. And the best and one of the only ways, and by far the best way, to reverse that or to stop that from happening is, is to build muscles, to make your body more expensive to maintain. And the way you do that is you build this active tissue called muscle. So if you're trying to lose weight, then you should def- besides having good nutrition, you should be focused on building muscle far more than just focused on doing tons of cardio. Do you know that it just reminds me of another bullshit fitness industry thing? I don't know why I'm on this today. (laughs) But you know, like somebody who who does that. So what we know, part part of what's responsible for that is um, as as you reduce calories like that, you start to suppress the hormone leptin, which is the most important hormone when it comes to... There I went with words. Mormon. Mormon. (laughs) You let me go. It's a a Mormon hormone. I feel like I don't want to attack all of them. (laughs) (laughs) It's the the most important one when it comes to uh, burning fat. It's what tells tells your body we have extra fuel to burn. And then obviously, if you're eating less and less, it's going to start to diminish or lower, right? So... So what does the industry do? They hear that. They find that out. This is new science. This isn't brand new. This has been around for a while. But, you know, we find out about that. Then the next thing is, okay, let's make a pill that you could take. That boosts leptin. That boosts leptin. Oh, my God. You know, and so we we create a supplement that's called Lepitosol or something that sounds just like it. (laughs) Leptin your mom. Right. Lepticon. And And then we put together our own little controlled studies to show that, you know, these people that were taking this supplement over a six week period of time showed that they would have elevated levels. Never mind. That there was no controls. If were those people working out? Were those people eating more or less calories? Or, or did they lose fat? Oh yeah. Or, did they actually get any results right? from it? Right. Exactly. And then they take that, and then they they infomercial the shit out of it, and they make millions of dollars. Yes. Here's the here's the problem with studies like that. Let's say you're a man, and your testosterone level is uh 100 on the on the scale. 100 is very low testosterone, by the way. It's below what it should be. And I give you a supplement. Not good hormones. And you increase your testosterone from 100 to 150. I can say now, take this product and increase your testosterone by 50%. Sounds like a fucking lot. Actually, the dude doesn't even notice it. And or that 50% increase could have been that he jerked off that morning and his testosterone (laughs) little. No, no, literally, it could be something stupid No, very true. So a pill that shows, you know, boost your leptin levels by 13%. Number one. Is it really boosting leptin levels? And number two, okay, if it is, 13% going to do shit for you? I don't think so. Probably not. Boosting your leptin levels by eating properly and building muscle, that's a big boost. And that that, there's all the other things that are affected from that. So if you want to lose weight, build muscle. And one of the best ways we know to build muscle is try MAPS Red. And you say weight being, you know, body fat, right? That's the ideal like it, oh yeah that's true because you could, could definitely just off. lose yeah exactly you could just <laughs> lose body mass yeah trevor neal is asking uh you guys to describe a perfect lazy sunday a perfect lazy sunday oh man i don't mm. know i'm not going first <laughs> I'm not, I'm, right, when, when was the last perfect sunday morning actually uh maybe it'd be easier for all of us what was the last time you did have like a a it doesn't have to be Sunday, but a perfect just lazy day where you like probably slept in. So okay, here's mine because it, it, 
Yeah. This just just happened with kids. I, man. I got it. I got yeah, right. I felt I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Let yeah. me tell you how uh, mine tell, goes. Yeah, yeah, tell us about it. <laughs> what is uh, what is Sunday like? Yeah, a lazy a lazy morning <laughs> what is um, that? for me. If I if I can sleep in till like nine, nine thirty, holy I feel shit, like, Justin. Could you imagine? Yeah. Oh, that, that that's like beautiful, right? Like basically like the the warm sun has woken me up, right? That's what I've oh. uh, that's like awesome, right? Mm. And then even then I, I lay in bed for another half hour, forty five minutes. You know, either oh, wow. thumbing through like social media, playing with my balls for a little bit, you know, doing something like that, Sounds and then fantastic, and then get up, have a nice cup of coffee, relax, have a cup cup of coffee, breakfast. So by now it's noon, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and th- and then from there, uh, I want I do want to get my workout in when that's kind of like you know whenever the coffee totally sets in, and the food kicks in, and, and I'll head down to the gym and get a workout. And then probably doing what I did a couple weekends back, which would be hanging with my one of my best friends around his pool and barbecuing and just you know bullshitting with him and catching up and talking all these one of my buddies that I'm talking about right now. We go all the way back till uh, we are like in fourth grade, so we have a lot of history and we don't get a chance to see each other as much as we used to see each other when we were younger. So and he's only about two hours away from me, so it's a it's a very realistic thing for me to do every once in a while. So. That's what a, a pretty perfect day looks like. I find it so difficult, even if I'm just you know by myself or whatever. I feel uh, I feel like I'm not do- getting something done. I don't know if you guys ever run into that. Like, That's why uh, probably yeah. none of us do any. It's of those so days very hard. Often. Like yeah. I can't often. I can't relax. Like if I sleep in and then I'm doing you know hanging out and then I start to get this like feeling of like oh my god I've wasted. Yes, like all those hours. I can't enjoy it because I feel like I wasted some. I hate that shit. I do too. So I get really drunk and then I don't care. <laughs> oh, <laughs> something like that, right? That's how you deal with yeah, it. Yeah, and I'm like, wait a minute, this is try ex- that. This is relaxing. I yeah. enjoy yeah. this. <laughs> this is fun. I, I I also think too that's probably there's there's probably more truth to what you said than when I said is that that that's kind of the the double edged sword or the you know catch twenty two is probably a better analogy, right? Catch twenty two of 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 us is that you know part of being these maniacs that love to work and do this and are all passionate about doing it is it never shuts down yeah you know even turn it off yeah one one of the hardest things for me to do is to be present and i'll be the first one to admit that if that's one of my faults it's one of the things that is it's not a great characteristic about myself um i can most certainly be in a in an environment with family friends my girl whatever and we're sitting there and i'm not present because i have so much always i feel like on my mind Mm -hmm. and it's stuff that i'm passionate about i'm very passionate about what we do here and I can't. I just can't shut that off. If I could, I would. You know. When you, well, I if think you figure only, it out, can you yeah, teach me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I think the only way I've been able to do like some bit of that is is by putting myself out in nature and like just trying to like focus. You know, focus on my surroundings. Uh, so that's why one of my favorite things to do for like a Sunday or whatever, just to hike and like get out in the in the woods or go down to the uh, to the beach and like walk along the cliffs and just to like my mind's still racing. You know. But at least then I'm like outside that's, breathing well, good air. That's the thing. Like if I'm going on a hike um, and I'm hiking and I'm thinking in my mind, I'm thinking to myself like, "Ooh, I'm getting a workout," like, Ooh, and I'm and I'm coming up with great ideas. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like I mean, like I said, just, I didn't I didn't shut it off, but yeah. I'm, I'm in a different environment. Well, and that's important for me. This is how this is how I've used marijuana. This is exactly how I've I've used. Here it. we go. Is no, really. I mean, uh, I think I think if it's, we don't get a marijuana sponsorship <laughs> at some point, I will be very disappointed. Well, yeah. That would make perfect sense for us. We to should just it. move to Colorado. I, I think introducing I think the mind pump strain. Yeah. Of well, our- speaking of Colorado, I was just actually just going to talk about my my little brother who who lives there, and you know he's uh, very much so pro cannabis. I'm sure because of his older brother. 
And the thing is that I remember having this conversation with him when he was younger and he was first introduced to it. And I said, you know, one thing I want you to understand about your brother, me speaking about me, is it always I, in the third person? Yes. <laughs> Let me tell you something about my Adam Schaefer. The, the Adam. <laughs> Let's call him the Adam. <laughs> so, anyways, you know, I, I told him, you know, if you if you understand, you know, what, why, and you know, and how everything is, it's it's fine to me. I said, but at least do your homework on that and understand uh, what what you're consuming, what you're doing, and then also, you know, personally myself. I, I can't do that throughout the day at all because I like it. I am a very, you know, go, go, go person. I don't want to shut down, but that's what shuts me down now, which also explains why I could never, I could never be like a pothead. I could, and, when, and I talk about it on here, so I'm sure everybody relates that and thinks I'm not that guy. I'm not a guy who is smoking weed all day long. I'm not that. I know people like that and they Eating function and they do their job and, you know, more power to them. I am not that guy. I use it as an outlet to shut my brain down. You like, use it as a tool. Yeah. When, mm-hmm. it, when I, when I need to settle my brain down and, and, I'm, and I want to be present in what, what you know either the conversation i'm having or whatever it is and i'm i'm or sex yeah, yeah. whoa <laughs> it's a, that's a great tool probably the only use that's a whole nother podcast uh, I, I swear to god though if we don't get a fucking sponsorship for for some weed company i will be so i always told you guys when we were all you guys were all stressing out like no supplement company nobody's gonna want to deal with us i'm like it doesn't matter we're gonna get companies like trojan you know <laughs> Or, or or Justin's favorite scotch, you know, like we're gonna, oh, yeah. we're gonna get companies like that. I'm totally fine with that too. Sweet. I can push Astro Glide, Trojan, and Scotch. <laughs> Jameson, all day long. give me a call. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sarah Fitzsimmons, what are your top three favorite movies? Oh, do you watch movies, Sal? I love movies. <laughs> oh, I love movies. Absolutely. Well, he was the one that told He's us. He's like, Rocky 1, Rocky yeah. 2, and Rocky 4. <laughs> Ex Machina. You're the one that introduced us to that one, so I, I'll give you credit for that. I love, yeah, that was good. I love movies that uh, ch- uh, I feel slightly changed after watching them. Whether that be sad, affected in some way, motivated, mm. I don't know. Um, some of my favorite movies are ones that I watched as a kid. And that did that to me as a kid. Um, you know, definitely um, Rocky was definitely one of them. And it did change me as a kid, bro. Listen, the original Rocky. <laughs> I'm not saying Hold it together. I'm trying to I'm watching you, son of a bitch. Keep going. Keep going. The original Rocky, when I watched it as a kid, because I, I didn't know when I watched it. I was like nine. And I knew Rocky was boxing, but I had no idea. But I watched this guy who's down and out, uh, not very smart, um, but just kind of a hard worker, blue collar and he went after his dream and this and that. And so that affected me in that sense. I was like, yes. You know, I, I felt real like you could just, you know, work hard and get what you want. So that really affected me uh, in that particular way. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of other movies uh, that really did that. I love movies that do. Schindler's List. I wouldn't put that as a favorite movie. But you want to talk about a movie that affected me, man. I watched that shit and I was just, I was fucked up for a couple uh, of days. Jesus, Powerful. that's heavy. Yeah, no, like, wow, very dude, heavy. That's like a right movie. turn. Yeah, like Passion of Christ and stuff like that. That's <laughs> almost like, no. oh my God, dude, those are no. way too heavy. <laughs> no, yeah, no, that was, uh, yeah, that was definitely one of those. Um, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross was just like a, like just one scene in particular was just insane, the sales scene. Work. Put the fucking coffee down. Yeah, that was just so awesome. <laughs> Reservoir Dogs, I love that movie because it, you just, it was, it was different. It was kind of hard to figure out at first. Um, Quentin Tarantino movies kind of I love kind of do that for me. Those, uh, yeah, I love uh, the dialogue in Quentin Tarantino. That's movies. that's what I mean. Like his dialogue is so it's kind of like doesn't really like people don't really talk that way, but he gets away with it in some you know yeah well some way he just yeah he he really like they they go off you know it's like it's basically I don't know I feel like it's something you would read 
you know, people say, but he does it in a way that like people like they'll have a conversation. And you're like, whoa, you know, it, they, Pulp Fiction was like that. Yeah. Like the way they talked on there. There's like, one of my, that's one it, of my they go that back one? and forth and you're just like, ah, yeah, it yeah. was. Uh, yeah. What about you guys? I mean, Pulp Fiction is probably up there. I definitely yeah. I love Quentin Tarantino. I I love his movies. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen one. Uh, what is it? Was it Four Rooms? That one? That's probably the only one I think is like, oh, all right. The rest of them I love all. I love mm-hmm. all the Kill Bills. I love all that stuff he did. Uh, number one favorite movie though for sure is uh, um, Few Good Men. I've watched that more times than any movie that hmm. I've, I've ever owned before. And then if I if I try to do like a childhood one, like you said, it would it would probably be something. Like, and I think I mentioned on the podcast before is Rad. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yes, Only because like dude. I yeah I literally watched that movie a million times over, and I bought it as an adult just recently. You know what movie I've seen probably more than any other movie? Yeah. Uh, it's got to be very close tie between or very close between Pumping Iron. I've seen that. I used to watch that movie every day after school. <laughs> of course you did. Every day. I'd watch yeah. it and then go work out every day. Yeah. Um, and, and Predator, right? Predator. That. Yeah. I Fucking, I have watched, pre- I could, I've watched Predator a lot. Bro, I could, I could write the script for Predator like line by line right <laughs> yeah. now from <laughs> the beginning to end. You know no! Yeah, Get that, down! <laughs> yeah. I've seen that movie. So me and my cousin Sepp used to watch that movie all the time and we were like nine. Yeah. Should not have been watching. That's that movie. probably that's probably one we all have in common. I definitely watched Predator a, b- a bajillion times too. Did you guys watch uh, his other any movie? Guy like with and, huh? yeah. I'm just saying, any guy with testicles, huh? I'm just saying, guy with testicles has had to. I just like I just watched Commando times. Today. You just watched Commando for the first time? No, 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 not for the first time. It was the first time in a very long time. Oh, Commando. Yeah, um, well, we we must have just been talking about because it, it made me look for it and search. Do you it. ever do you like watch it now as an adult and realize like. Wow, this, wow, is, this so is so much horrible. bullshit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like he's got like yeah. everybody's shooting at him and he's fucking everybody up. He's not even yeah. aiming. He's just <laughs> just, thrrr, just spraying. But he looks fucking but awesome. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's a big dude. That's what matters. Any yeah. any uh recent movies that you've seen that have done uh, you guys have been like Fuck. Oh well like the last like who movie that I watched? Yeah. Uh, you know Well, I so this isn't recent. Fuck, this is how you know you're getting old. But um the Matrix was fucking when it first came out it was <laughs> yeah, awesome. It's definitely old, but it's old, right? It's old, dude. It's only done four I would of them. Say Matrix. Six. I know. Yeah, Matrix was awesome. Yeah. Well, what, well, I like to. Th- I like movies like that that are on a, a whole nother level. Yeah, like they, first time and it's ever been done. That's yeah. also what Quentin Tarantino is so great about because yeah. it, it's like nobody does that. You know what I'm saying? Like. I think that's all. I like that's why I like uh, there's movies like Memento that I think about like the yeah, first time. I was going to mention Memento. That was one that first time me. I ever saw a movie like that. I was like, I was like whoa. I literally I, yeah. th- I think it was one of the only times I ever t- watched a movie and then turned right back around and watched it right after I watched it. Wow. Because I was like so fascinated with what I just saw. I was like cuz the whole time I was trying to figure out what the fuck am I watching? Yeah. This is confusing. And then when it all came together I was like I just watched this whole movie in reverse, didn't I? Holy yeah. shit! I gotta, it's like the, I gotta watch it again. Uh, you know? Spoiler guy, alert! Yeah, I know. Remember, what was the one where it's like I see dead people? Oh yeah, oh, Six Sense. Six Sense. Yeah, like that one. Like when that first came out, like it just I was like, whoa, that's such a cool twist. The way that he, you know, wrapped it all in to like, oh, you could go back and watch the movie and see, you know, all his influence like going through. And the then whole he made thing. a bunch of shitty movies. After and that. then it was just bad. Because yeah. <laughs> that would, that became his thing. Like he he made that like his little like bag of tricks like oh i'm gonna throw a twist in here you know yeah. and they, and then it's it always off. about the twist yeah they came off yeah. Which, yeah. Yeah. and thing? i'll definitely have to say i mean yes you guys like just like sal's rocky you know i got my star wars but uh <laughs> you know i have to that's a little more of an epic movie just so you it's know it's just here's the thing here's the thing <laughs> what? okay what'd you say bitch? <laughs> <laughs> you know it so we have rocky it's just few good men and star wars it are probably literally our, our, like that's the way it's it's just because that's the way my my brain works like i think think like 
you know, in, in terms of like the future. Uh, yeah, like the few, just like everything, like it, like he added elements of like that challenges you in, in religious, you know, challenges. There's like, um, you know, political challenges. There's you know, industrial versus you know, non-industrial. It's like there's just like so feminine, you know, male like heroines, like strong characters, like you know, it's just it's so it's so much depth. You know, yeah. like if people like I don't know, I get I get so mad. Well, and and the you're, like you're like that. You're so geek out when you talk. Well, about well, it. I, love I love it. it. I love no, it. no, no. I have a lot of respect for that too because Star Wars did it in a, a very non biased way, which is unique in the in the in Hollywood because most Hollywood videos or movies that do that mm-hmm. have a very biased view that they're they're trying to deliver by by that. Where like you said, it was the, it was more like a, opening your mind and looking at it from different angles and perspectives yeah. and allowing the viewer to kind of put it together themselves right. you know versus well, there's a lot there's a lot of easter eggs in there you know like there's a lot of things if you go back you get something new from it every time and that's why you know i don't think any movie has done that since for me and you know i've i, I like stuff like i like x machina that was a great movie x machina was awesome because it changed the way that i thought about artificial intelligence so i was like whoa what about uh um, seen it from that angle you what, know did you guys like fight club Great movie. Great movie. Yeah, oh, yeah. man. That sure. one. See, that was a good movie. That was well made. It was weird. At the end of it, you're like, fuck. And then you watch it again. There's so many little Easter eggs that pop up. Yeah. Even now, there's whole websites dedicated to that freaking movie. Yeah. In no. terms of the Easter eggs. No, yeah. no, that's definitely another yeah. easily top 10 for sure, if not top five. Easy. Yeah. Mm. Well, if you like Mind Pump, go on iTunes. Leave us a five star rating and review. And also go to mindpumpmedia.com. That's where we have all of our programs, guides, and apparel. You can also find us on Instagram at Mind Pump Radio. You can find me at Mind Pump Sal. You can find Adam at Mind Pump Adam and Justin at Mind Pump Justin. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump. When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online. Schedule package pickups through the dashboard and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial 
plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com, code PROGRAM.